Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael and Zach are co-producing the broadcast today. It's the final week of uh, classes here for the semester before finals start. Uh, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, the reading days on Thursday and Friday, and then finals, and then summer A will start soon. Um, I, I don't want to get into a lot of this for a lot of reasons. Uh, I don't talk about personal things here very much because number one nobody wants to know and number two look you all have you know things that go wrong um last week uh, i was not here for a majority of the time um i went to see my dad who is ill and uh, i appreciate everybody here who took up the slack while I was gone to do something that was obviously um, very important for me to do. So uh, thanks to everybody who chipped in to help with that. A lot happened, and a lot is happening. Uh, the NFL draft is getting closer. One of the, well, it, it, there's not going to be too many more years of this left, but since coming back here, and I think this year, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with the help of the producers if I have to, okay? We're not going to do it today. But the week of the draft, or maybe toward the end of the week before it, I'm going to ask this. I want you to take your team, your team, okay, and tell me who you think they will draft in the first round, and then who you would like them to draft in the first round based on, you know, what you think your team's needs are. Forget the money. Okay, you know, I'm not, I've never had, I've never had all of the teams represented. This year I'm going to come hell or high water because if I have to have my producers do it, I'll have them do it. We're going to do it. So think about your favorite team. I'll be the Jets, obviously. Um, but anyway, we'll do that a little later. Um, Gator baseball. Here's the good news. I, I did. You ever watch the Beverly Hillbillies? If you do, you know Jethro Bodine is on there, and uh, he says I got to do some saffron. Well, I did some saffron. Okay. Florida is six and nine. In the SEC. Obviously, that's not great, right? Believe it or not, we are at the halfway point of the SEC season. In order to host, most of the time, or well, you do, you have to be ranked in the top 16. And to host a super regional, you have to be ranked in the top eight. It would take something monumental 
for the Gators to achieve that. Right now, I think if you're Florida, get in the tournament. But there is hope. First of all, I don't know if you saw this, when Florida plays Tennessee this weekend, they're going to be without head coach Tony Vitello for a couple of games because he was given a suspension for bumping an umpire. So he will not coach, uh, I don't believe, until the Sunday game. i got to double-check that, but I think I'm right. So we'll see if that has any effect at all. But if you take away, if you take away that Tennessee series, Florida's last four series are against teams with the following SEC record. Six and nine, five and ten, five and ten, and six and nine. So Florida placed four teams to end the year that have a combined record in the SEC of 22 wins and 38 losses. You would hope the Gators can make some hay there. And they play Kentucky at home. They got to go to Missouri. They got to go to Mississippi State. The numbers are striking when it comes to Gator baseball. In the SEC, they're hitting 253. And the team ERA is 6.87. In the games that they've won, Florida's hitting 332 with an ERA of 2.40. In the games they've lost, you ready for this? Florida's hitting 193 in the games they've lost, and their team ERA is 7.87. They hit just 216 against Vanderbilt, and they won a game. That's hard to do. Gators softball has a big weekend series with Arkansas coming up. And Gators softball righted the ship after being beaten twice by Alabama. They win the finale and then go on the road and get a sweep. Gator men's tennis unbeaten in the SEC. Congratulations to Coach Shelton and his team. They get ready for the SECs. Roland Thornquist has his team at the SEC tournament. They're hosting it, and they have a double bye. So congratulations to them. Lacrosse is red hot, too. Track had a great meet at the Tom Jones. Am I missing anything as far as Florida? I don't think so. So there you are. Um, It's official now, Florida announcing today that LSU forward Alex Fudge is transferring, and that's official now. He only averaged about three points a game, but he's a good defender, uh, and I think he'll be better offensively as they go along here. So uh, you get Will Richard, um, and then um, they got a kid from Moorhead State that's going to be visiting here um, who averages a a double-double, averaged 16 points, 10 rebounds at Moorhead State. So if the Gators can get him, um, that will help. Nationally, NBA playoffs, I actually watched some of that yesterday, and the Celtics game was great. Michael's got his Celtics jersey on today, but what a finish. 
What a finish to that game. The Magic looked good in their game. Uh, more games coming up tonight um, in Major League Baseball. Uh, what can I say? It's early. Um, the Rays and the Cubbies, David Ross and the Cubbies, the Rays were in Chicago to face the White Sox. They'll stay there to play the Cubs. We'll have the game for you tonight. And then, orange and blue. I know you probably already talked about this. If you want to continue it, you can. But I do want to talk about Anthony Richardson's situation. I'm probably going to get emails about this, but it won't be the first time. Okay. Before I say what I'm going to say, we all make mistakes. Lord knows when I was in college, I made a few. I just didn't get caught. Okay, And I think a lot of us can say that. He came out, maybe because he had to, but he came out and owned it. I was wrong. Shouldn't have done it. Great. Okay? Isn't it funny, though, depending on who that person is, the fan base either rallies behind them or wants to throw him out of you know out in the out in the wilderness because he's a local kid. Yeah, okay, benefit of the doubt, made a mistake. I wonder what Twitter would be like if that if that happened at FSU, or that happened at Miami, or that happened at Alabama, right? They'd be all over that dude, right? But here, for the most part. Eh, made a mistake and you know but at least give him this that he owned it oh Sam thank you I forgot Gator Gymnastics how could I forget that they have nothing at all to hang their heads about I, I, I was hoping to get Jenny rolling on today Oklahoma's really good Oklahoma was just that much better Trinity Thomas is like not even a human she is Unreal. And that team was great. They just got beat by a greater team on that day. But what if Trinity Thomas comes back? Because she can. They lose two super seniors. But what if she can come back? Wow. Um, that, they, they might, they, if she comes back, they might be preseason number one. Might be. And give Auburn a lot of credit, too, for getting there. So, Sam, thank you. Um, all right. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Donovan Kaiser. After falling to Florida State and Vanderbilt twice, the Florida Gators have dropped out of D1 Baseball's Top 25 poll. This week, the Gators take on Seston on Tuesday and host the Tennessee Volunteers this weekend. Florida is 22-14 on the season and 6-9 and in SEC play. At 7 p.m., the Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. As an underdog, Chicago is 5-0 this season, and the Cubs are a 1.5 run underdog tonight. For the Rays, Shane, Shane McClanahan will take the mound while Ryan Hedricks pitches for the Cubs. After a 4-0 week... The 34-9 Florida softball team is ranked at number 10. Coming up for the Gators is a five-game homestand, including Senior Day against Arkansas on Saturday. For your Gainesville Sports Center, 
I'm Donovan Kaiser. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You know, I actually had somebody stop me in the grocery store and ask me if I was really a customer of Southeast Car Agency. I said, uh, yeah. I don't endorse anything I don't believe in. I don't endorse anything I don't trust. And yes, for those who want to know, I've been a long-time customer of Southeast Car Agency for many reasons. The most important reason is because every vehicle I purchased from there has been great for me. It lasted me a long time, and when I bought the vehicle, the transaction was easy. They made it very simple. I could test drive whatever vehicles I wanted to test drive. And ladies and gentlemen, they will do the same thing for you. You can go online, secars.com, and check them all out, or you can go see them at Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can check out the vehicles and test drive them for yourself. When you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. What I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh, yeah. Or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks like the 12-ounce Certified Angus New York Strip. Maybe it's the black and red fish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And, of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top-notch. Because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online. At Daughtry Tree Service, we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Spring has sprung. And with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. 
with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All lines open, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Daryl will lead us off. Hi, Daryl. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Steve, obviously you're uh, close to the Gator baseball program than anybody else. Why do you think Hunter Barco's struggling? I think he's got some uh, physical issues. Um, I, I don't know the extent um, of that, um, but... I think that's part of it. Okay. Because yeah, he just seems like he's having a rough outing doing game one of the series. Well, I mean, rough outing. His his Before this one, you know, his ERA, you know, wasn't terrible. I mean, he had strep throat. Um, so, you know, that didn't help him. Um, but I they, they've kind of kept things close to the vest, and we'll see if he's going to be okay for this weekend. Yeah. I guess you know what really you know, disappointed me over the weekend with Dandy. Glad we did get a win yesterday, but you know we get a lead and we just can't hold it. You know, like yesterday, we hit the home run in the ninth, and Dandy comes back. They hit one tied up, and they have to go to ten to win the thing. But I guess that was a disappointing thing to me. And when Brass Brasswell or Dandy got on base, I believe it was uh, Friday night, and he's leading the SEC in stolen bases. As well, we're probably gonna wind up losing this game because. He is so quick on the base path. The thing I think that people don't understand or won't understand, and look, you can you can throw this at the feet of the head coach if you want, but a bunch of pitchers, a lot of them on this team, didn't pitch last year. Simple as that. You're asking freshmen to come in there, and you know, could he, should he have gone to the portal? Should he have gotten a couple of more experienced arms? You know, maybe. Um, Nick Pogue was going to be one of those arms. It just hasn't worked out for him at this point. Um, so that's part of this, not all of it, because, again, in SEC games are hitting 193. Um, so that doesn't, that doesn't help. In the games that they lost, they're hitting 193, so it doesn't help. Steve, are you surprised Tony Vitello got four games? You thought it had been less or more. What's your opinion? Well, you know, I was a little surprised it was four. I thought it'd be less. Um, but I think that, you know, I saw the video. Um, I think the league is, you know, sending a message. They're not going to put up with that. And I understand that. Yeah. All right, Steve. Have a great day today. All right. Daryl, thank you. 392-8255. Email. S. Russell at WRUF.com. I meant to also um, bring this up as well. ESPN uh, put out its early um, football power index. They updated it. 
want to see if you agree with it. Okay? Alabama, number one. Ohio State, number two. Followed by Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas, Michigan, Oklahoma, Pittsburgh, and then Auburn. Would somebody please tell me? In I mean, I'm not. I'm not they they spend way more time on this than I would ever spend unless I was being paid for it. Okay. But how in the world is Auburn number 10? Given what they lost and the whole Harson, I mean, he almost wasn't the coach. They're number 10? And think about this. It's not going to be this year unless there's a blockbuster announcement we don't know that could come. But when Texas and Oklahoma get here, both in the top 10. You think the league's good now? Wait. So I looked at that, and then LSU is 11th. LSU lost their entire team. And they're number 11? I just, and Texas A&M is what? 12, 14th. Florida's first opponent, by the way, Utah, is 15th. But, and again, I, I, they spend way more time on this, but I, I just took a snapshot of this, and I just wonder if this is going to hold up when, you know, we're, we're done with the year. John says, Brad Weissel was the behind-the-scenes backbone of the success of Sully's programs of the past. That's over with now. We'll see more of what we're seeing now this year and last from here on out. Just me talking, I give Sully another year or two. Um, and John, it's funny because there is also uh, another email that talks about something very similar to that, um, saying that this baseball team isn't very good. Um, here it is. It's Rodney, or Rod. Baseball team isn't worth, I can't say what he said. Why do fans run off Dan Mullen and Mike White and have no complaint about O'Sullivan? Very simple, Rod. Dan Mullen didn't get to the playoff, and Mike White, even though he got to the NCAA tournament, for some people, um, didn't go deep enough. Kevin O'Sullivan's won a College World Series. Kevin O'Sullivan's been to Omaha numerous times. But it is interesting. It is interesting that you're starting to see these kinds of calls and emails. And if that doesn't prove to you that it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world that we live in, then nothing will. That's just how it is. And I guess, let me ask this question. At, at what point do you, as a fan, begin to question a coach? 
Tell me what that point is for you. I'd be curious to understand that. Is it wins and losses? Is it recruiting? Is it, you know, not getting far enough? For example, what if this year, last year, baseball hosts a regional but goes two and done? Let's say this year they get to a regional but don't host it and lose. So that's two straight years where Florida's gone to a regional and hasn't advanced past that. Does that make next year important for baseball? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Paul emails. Uh, Steve, welcome back. Um, my question is about gymnastics. When do we find out if Trinity Thomas comes back? Uh, when Trinity Thomas wants to say. I, I don't. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. I just think it's up to her. Um, we'll figure it out. Anybody watch the USFL over the weekend? I watched uh, about, I think I watched one touchdown in one of the games. I think that's the trouble with spring football. If you're around, but you're going up against MLB, you're going up against the NBA playoffs. Unless you are just a real football junkie, that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to compete there. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because 
it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down, and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Countdown to Earth Day. One thing tip number 18. Phones, tablets, and computers can be sold secondhand and disposed of at e-waste facilities. Join Odyssey. And together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A weak front is moving through our area from northwest to southeast today, so that's going to sustain a good deal of cloud cover. We'll have an all-day chance for showers, especially north toward the I-10 corridor. Temperatures staying warm this afternoon. We'll get into the lower 80s. Tonight, behind the front, rain chances end and winds turning northerly. Skies will clear. It'll get chilly tomorrow morning with lows in the upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 70s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The Panthers are believed to have the inside track guys to land the former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. What do you make of the Panthers as a fit for Baker? I don't know that there's a big difference between Baker Mayfield and what they already have there in Sam Darnold. So unless they are just taking a flyer on it, I'd rather go ahead and roll with Sam Darnold. Key, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators. And you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators. Seth Galena from Pro Football Focus will join us to talk about the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, tomorrow, we hope to have Stetson's baseball coach on with us to talk about the second matchup of the year between the Hatters and the Gators tomorrow. In the meantime, we'll take some calls, starting with Lou. Lou, hello. Good afternoon, Stephen. Welcome back. We missed you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, bottom line, we're talking about uh, the issue that you just brought up, a good subject point with Sully in the situation. And I think the I think he deserves uh, a, a long leash. Yeah, he is. He is. He is taking us to the uh, excuse me, the pinnacle of college baseball, no doubt. Uh, but when you start thinking about things, I, I look at instead of wins, losses, regional, super, whatever. I think about program growth as a program and individually. Are these kids that, that are on the Gator baseball team have they grown baseball IQ, skill development? Have they grown individually, and has this program grown uh, in the last couple years? And so you've got to ask, you know, if you want to throw that out there, that's a, a pretty evident answer there. Now, whether my, you know, uh, criteria is good or not, I don't know. But I think, you know, you ask it out there, and so I just wanted to contribute saying sure. program growth uh, may be an issue. You know, I don't know. I uh, think would that be would that be a decent criteria to go? 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you say program growth, I bet you if you had 10 people in a room, Lou, they'd probably give you 10 different things to Mm -hmm. either highlight it or or question it. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the time, for me, it comes down to two things with fans. First and foremost is wins and losses. If you don't win enough games, that's not going to work. I don't care what sport it is. Secondly, it then becomes perception, like with Mike White, okay? He certainly got the program to an NCAA tournament more times than not, but for some, didn't make a deep enough run, that wasn't good enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that, I think, are the, th- those are the two things. Are you getting to the postseason, but then, you know, how far do you get? in the postseason, and mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, let's take Kevin O'Sullivan's name out of it. If you had mm-hmm. Coach X who'd had the success that baseball's had, and then all of a sudden you just get to regionals and you get beaten regionals, I think some would begin to question. Wow. Wow. Right. That's, uh, you know, and, and maybe, you know, a school like Florida uh, is a little – is a little tighter when it comes to that kind of stuff. A lot of schools would be very happy with both Mike White and actually Dan Mullen. Uh, Dan Mullen was, was one of those guys. And like you said, take Sully's name out of it. Mullen probably has enough uh, good stuff that, uh, you know, he's, he's done fine. But obviously the program, the program was not trending. It was not growing. And and you look down the lineup, and let's get back to Gator baseball. This team, which players, which player or players, has uh, actually grown as, as as a ball player on oh, this I think... team? And, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think about it, um, you know. But I'm not sure, Steve. Wyatt Langford. I'm not sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, BT Ryapel has been, I think, what he's advertised would... to have been when he transferred here. Every bit of what he's uh, gone, and 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 maybe maybe exceeding. And I'm not saying there is not dim players, but I'm just trying to think: is there and have there? All right. But the program growth as a total, I'm not I'm not seeing it, Steve. So, All right. but maybe someone else maybe someone else has. And thank you very much. And, and again, welcome back. Glad yep. to have you back. Buddy. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate the phone call, Troy. You're up next. How are you? Good. Uh, first of all, prayers go out to you and your family. And um, I was wondering, I don't understand the Auburn thing either. One, they just wanted to fire their coach just a couple of months ago, but they couldn't buy him out. And now all of a sudden everything's great and they're ranked number 10. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you can you can take away the coaching thing, Troy, for a second, okay? Maybe, and I don't follow Auburn recruiting. I don't, you know, but just from what I saw on the field, a year ago. Now, maybe they got transfers in there, you know, all that. But I just don't understand. If, if recruiting is supposed to be all that and a slice of cheese, Texas A&M has recruited its fanny off, young talent, albeit, but they are rated below what Auburn is. I don't understand that. I don't either. Like I say, if I was a betting man, I'd go to Vegas and I bet the under on Auburn and I bet the over on Texas A&M. That's just me. But <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens this year, I guess. And um, if you're a Jets fan, so if, if you were in control of the Jets draft this year, would you stay with the picks they have, or would you want to move back and get more picks, 
what would you do? And I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Thank you, Troy. Boy, a lot of that, I think, depends on if you trade down, you know, what other picks can you get? What, you know, are you really targeting somebody that you really, really want? Um, I would stay where it is, but I would also be open minded to hearing what others had to offer. He says, Do you believe Richardson will serve a suspension for the speeding incident? That's a great question. No, I don't. Do I think he'll be made to do some things, you know, within the program? Yeah, I do. I get what you mean about Gator fans being biased because he's a Gator and a local guy, but honestly, that's what sports is about. If he was a Seminole, I'd say throw the book at him. Uh, That's just how it is. Yeah, that's my point. After the orange and blue game with UF having too many scholarship players, do you think the uh, who the most likely to transfer will be? Gosh, again, I think that a lot of that depends on depth chart. You know where somebody thinks they are. Lingard looked pretty good to me in the beginning of the game. He started with what is assumed to be the starting O. Do you think they sat him early, not to risk injury? Do you think he sat for other reasons? Both. Um, Look, sometimes if you think you have a player that is going to be good, right, then then why risk injury to him if you don't need to? That's just one person's opinion. Um, This is great. Maybe I'll throw this out. You're on a 16-hour car ride. Been there, done that. Had to pick three former players or coaches, any sport, any time period to ride with you. Who do you choose? Gracious me. I need some time on that one, Heath. Um, Frederick says, I disagree with Ohio State being number two. I put Georgia number two. Auburn down at the bottom, A&M 10. Explain why everybody's on the Ohio State bandwagon. Because they have a lot of talent, Frederick. And they have a lot of guys back from their team. That's why. I didn't have any problem with them being ranked where they were. Them. David says, congratulations to Jenny Rowland, the Gator Gymnastics team. A joy to watch all year. Should be extremely proud of what they accomplished. Agreed. Hoping Trinity Thomas and the other seniors decide to make another run next year. They, they will lose two super seniors. But uh, Trinity Thomas is available uh, to come back. BB says... Um, I will do the Saints draft as usual. I'm already pretty sure of what they'll do, what I would like, which differs. Congrats to the gymnastics team. I know they're hurt for a while, but they were fantastic all year. And he says about the rankings, um, not sure about Clemson, Texas, Auburn, and LSU. I would agree with those four. Because, again, LSU lost its team. Texas always seemed to be ranked high and underachieve. And do you just fix Clemson's offensive woes with, like, a snap of the finger? Maybe you do, um, but I'm not all that sure. But I hear you. Marshall says, the roster says 21 freshmen, 9 sophomore, 5 juniors, 0 seniors, 1 grad. 
Blessed to have such an awesome head coach and assistants. Remember, we run-ruled the team in the SEC tournament last year that won the College World Series. Well, Marshall, that throw out. Mississippi State came to that and didn't use any of its pitching. They went to that tournament, if you remember, and basically said, I don't give a hoot what we do here. We're going to be a high seed. This isn't going to help us. I'm not getting anybody hurt. I'm throwing, you know, down-the-line pitches. So don't don't get sold on that. Um, he said, thanks for your calm guidance. For we fans who are a little short-sighted, goes back to the fireronzook.com. Been, been happening a lot since then. If those folks had to be interviewed live and on TV or Zoom, they wouldn't have those same opinions they had when they hide behind their communication of choice. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, all right, let's get to uh, David up next. Hi, David. Good afternoon, Steve. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, your, the question you just threw out, um, actually the three popped into my mind pretty quick. One would be Spurrier. I'm okay. going for the entertainment value, Steve. Oh, okay. I'm go with Steve, Steve Spurrier, uh, James Bates, and Charlie Pell. I think he would have tremendous stories. Now, I'd love to ride with Danny Werfel. I'd just be afraid I'd, I might throw out some bad words, and <laughs> I'd feel bad about riding with Danny Werfel. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, on the thing with uh, Richardson, totally irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. I, and I know he's a young man, but don't they learn anything from the Alabama kid who speeding and killed people and ruined his whole life? I mean, I just don't get it. And this is a guy that, you know, many people are, are giving the keys to our offense to, and he can't even handle the keys to his own car. Have a good day, Steve. Okay, David, thank you. Well, the hope is he does learn. Look, I'm not excusing that. That was just stupid. I mean, because the the uh, potential for injury when you're going that fast, obviously, is great. But what if he really learns from this? The fortunate thing would be that nobody was hurt, and he wasn't hurt. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes. Chillery, call us up, Talk Sports, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAF. Good afternoon, I'm Donovan Kaiser. After wins against Alabama and Ole Miss, the Florida softball team is ranked number 10 in D1 softball's top 25. The Gators have a five-game homestand coming up and look to finish SEC play strong with Arkansas and LSU. After going 1-3 last week, the Florida Gators have dropped out of the D1 baseball top 25 poll. Moving forward, the Gators take on Stetson on Tuesday and host the 33-3 Tennessee Volunteers this weekend. Florida is 22-14 on the season and 6-9 in SEC play. Tonight at 7, the Tampa Bay Rays face off against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. Ryan Hendricks pitches for the sh- for Chicago as Shane McClanahan takes the mound for Tampa. Tune in for live coverage right here. For your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Donovan Kaiser. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. There's never been a better time to get free gas. Get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of April and get free gas for a year with new bike purchase. The 2022 models are rolling in. Check out the all-new Streetlight ST. 
Road Glide ST, Sportster S, or for the most adventurous, Pan America 1250 Special. Get to Gainesville Harley today for a test ride plus free gas for a year with new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. Another prescription? Another surgery? Here we go again. But the joint pain is still here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. Try something new that can lead you to a better life. Football champion Emmett Smith's talking about QC Kinetics, all-natural, non-invasive alternatives to surgery and harmful pain medications. I tried to avoid as many of those things as possible because I did not want to get hooked on pain meds. I didn't want those things to hamper my life. Patients across the country are saying no to pain meds and discovering QC Kinetics' all-natural, biologic, long-lasting solutions to pain relief, regenerative treatments that help your body restore damaged tissue and get rid of the pain. The natural biologics that QC Kinetics is providing you gives your body a chance to naturally heal itself. End the cycle of pain meds and avoid surgery. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. There's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb. But inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new adjustable rate certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at RadiantCU.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene for this Monday. Let's bring Tony up. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? It's good hey. to have you back, man. Thank you. Uh, had you my thoughts and prayers over the weekend. Listen, but um, first of all, big congratulations to the gymnastics team, man. And an even bigger thank you, man. I mean, what a fun season. Uh, gymnastics is probably the most unforgiving of sports. I mean, quite literally, a little wobble here or a little half a step there is the difference between a national championship and runner-up. And that's exactly what it was. So, uh Nothing to be ashamed of. Those uh, ladies were fabulous, man, and they provided so much fun. Uh, Steve, question, and I hope I can explain this on this topic that you have. Um, What is – we know that if you win a national championship as a coach, right, there's no direction for your program to go but down, right? 
you can't go up from a national championship. Right. So knowing that the only direction to go is down, my question is for that coach, what is the statute of limitations then on that national championship, okay, for at a point that you then could start to take under consideration, you know, factors that will lead a athletic director to determine whether or not a change needs to be made or not. Meaning, for me, it's always the direction of the program. If you look at a stock, right, the, the arrow points up, the arrow points down, the arrow points sideways. Any athletic director will have to look at the direction of that program and determine, okay, is my program pointing down? If it is, I got to probably make a change. Is it, is it pointing sideways for an extended period of time? If it is, then I probably have to make a change just to spice some things up a little bit, get a little momentum boost. So, but the kicker is if you won a national championship, do you think that if you've won a national championship, some people might say that's a lifetime contract. You got it to the mountaintop, that's a lifetime contract. That might be the opinion of some people. But for some other people, that might not be. I'm wondering, what do you think? It what isn't. What would be the schedule of the It isn't, um, because history okay. shows that. Um, let's just take two guys top of my head, Bobby Bowden and Philip Fulmer, right? They mm-hmm. won national Correct. championships. In the end, their fan bases kicked them out. Simple as that. It, it, it didn't matter that they had won a national championship before. It is, I think, and I'm not saying it's wrong to be like this, but it is, what have you done for me lately? That's what it is with a lot of the fan base. And I'm not saying that's wrong, right? Let's say, to your your question, statute of limitations, I think four years. After that, and that's probably stretching it for some, okay? Because, again, what's the record? If you win a national championship, let's say you win one in baseball, okay? And then the next year, you don't make a regional. And the next year, you make a regional get bounced. The next year, you don't make a regional. The next year, you make a regional get bounced. I got news for you. That, that, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that coach, whoever it is. Oh, you bet, definitely. And I think that's what got Mike White also. Mike White's program, even though he wasn't technically fired, right? But Mike White's program... That arrow was parallel. It was straight line, sideways for like five, six years. And I think that is a problem. Your program has to either be going up. If you ain't getting better, you're getting worse, right? That's the old saying, right? Right. Well, Some people will say that, yes. Exactly. So I think when your program, when your team, and I think that's where a couple of our baseball teams are, baseball and softball. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm throwing Tim Walton in there, too. The teams are starting to look very similar every year. They're starting to have similar issues every single year and similar results every single year. We'll see. We'll see what happens with baseball. But softball's been in a little bit of a run the last four or five years as far as being parallel. They haven't, they've kind of like peaked a little bit and um, they're not getting any better. You know, they're only getting a little worse or staying parallel. And I think that's where you start getting into an issue with our teams here that they're starting to look the same every year, starting to be the same problems. Well, let me stop you for a second. Am I wrong? Refresh my memory. Did Florida make a super regional in softball last year? Yes. No, hold it. Um, 
No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They did. I'm sorry. Okay. They did. They lost to Georgia. Yes. Okay. The only step up from that, Tony, is where? Is the World Series. The World Series. So, to your point, it isn't like they've gone from Oklahoma City to going to a regional they didn't host. They were one step away, literally, from going back to Oklahoma City. So is that really a steep drop? Is that is that leveling off? Well, what happened the previous year, though? Because uh, I start to forget also. I, when's the last time that they made the College World Series? I think it was maybe two or three seasons ago, no? Well, once again, but, if but, that's the uh-huh. bar... If, I'm not saying it isn't, but if, if that is the bar, that's a that's a high bar. It's a high bar, but the teams have looked similar also, is what I'm trying to say, too. You know, a lot of problems with, with hitting, having two or three bats in the lineup only, and then struggling with the other bats, um, stuff like that. And, and they don't have that dominant pitching. They, they haven't had that in a while since they lost that pitching coach. They haven't had that if you start to look back. And I always come back to softball. You probably have the best hitter and best pitcher that you will ever have in program history for four years, and unfortunately, you've got nothing to show for it. And that's the hard, cold fact of the business. Ain't All right. It? All T- right. Tony, you. thank you, man. Appreciate your call. Spring Jack in. Hi, Jack. Steve, how's it going? Okay. Um, okay, so the obvious, like, for the coaches who I'm going to roll with, you, you know, obviously, you got to go with the, the, the head ball coach as uh, we affectionately referred to him as back in the day, old shiny pants. Okay. But, and then you, and then, uh, then I got to go with Norm Sloan and uh, Don DeVoe. Because uh, if you remember back in 89, Norm Sloan, uh, we were SEC champions in 89, if my memory serves me correct. And then we hired Don DeVoe. We went from champs to chumps. Um, and if, if you, I know you were here then and like, we were the founders. I was one of the founders of SAD students against Don DeVoe when we, uh, hung him in effigy and electrocuted him in effigy at the, uh, the, the little apartments right across from the O'Connell center. And so I have to go with Don DeVoe so we could tar and feather him. And, And Tim Walton was, was a, uh, was, was, Close to uh, being my next pick because he's such a uh, a powerful figure. He, he's he's so he, he's an, he's an intimidating force in a good way. If you've ever uh, spent any time with him, oh, I he's, did uh, softball games. I spent a lot of time with him. Yeah, I I coached his son at uh, Fort Clark in baseball. And uh, great family. The Waltons are uh, really nice people, but. Yeah, I'd have to go with you know Don DeVoe. Is, I I got is you. Don DeVoe still alive? Do you know? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, and and all right. So for the opening uh, opening game, we're going to win fifty to seven, and I think that was Spurrier's first game against Oklahoma State, wasn't it? We won fifty to seven. Um, if if Florida beats Utah fifty to seven, I'll buy you a steak. Well, I'll, I'll call you that following Monday, and, and we can go to Spurrier's, and you can buy yeah. me a steak. Now, now, what do I get if they don't? I'll buy you a steak. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough, Jack. Thank you for your call. 
Uh, D, go ahead. You got a couple of minutes here. Or I can have you wait till the, we get back at the top of the hour. Yeah, I can wait. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let's see. Oh, boy. I got to put you on hold here. Uh, all right. I can do that. There we go, D. I'll put you on hold. Uh, I want to give you a little time here. Um, next hour, don't forget Seth Galina, Pro Football Focus, will join us to talk about the upcoming NFL draft, which is very close. Greg says, watch the, the Orange and Blue game. The only two Gator players that stood out to me were Richardson and Montreal Johnson. Uh, who are the two players that stood out for me? Uh, I've only watched the first half since I got back. Um, so I will have to uh, defer my answer until I watch the rest of it. But once again, I don't care if a guy threw for 400 yards in that game or ran for 150. It is a scrimmage. Coaches, I think, can get some evaluation out of it. But once again, I always ask this question. Was there a guy in the spring that you saw that all of a sudden just blossomed in that next season? But I get what you're saying, Greg. Uh, Watch the second half. I'll be able to answer that question better. Hour two coming up. D and Tom be the first couple of callers. We'll hear from you too. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. World-class plant experts, beautiful flowers and foliage, a kid's zone, juried artists and crafters, and free admission. Sounds pretty great, right? If you agree, then you won't want to miss the 60th annual Apopka Art and Foliage Festival, April 23rd and 24th at Kitland Nelson Park. Check out the incredible flowers and foliage, talk to plant doctors, and learn more about conservation. Plus, over 75 award-winning artists and crafters. We'll have live entertainment, great food, a children's art area, and more. Visit Apopka Art and Foliage Festival. 
As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville, City and Ocala. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. We've got uh, Michael and Zach both uh, pushing the buttons for us today. Gorgeous day. Glad to be back. Um, just had some Family things had to take care of, uh, sadly, but uh, it's done and back. Taking your calls three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf dot com. Let's start with D. What's up, D? Hey, Steve. Uh, talk about your questions with the coaches and then uh, hit the NBA playoffs right quick. Sure. Um, you know, you ask. You know, when are you kind of fed up with the coaches or afraid to get rid of them? Yeah. Uh, I think with Dan Mullen, it was it didn't matter if we kept him one year or thirty years. He was not he was not going to, you know, out recruit Kirby Smart, you know, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, all the you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher, all the teams that Florida needed to uh, beat to to kind of get to the college playoff level. He just he just wasn't going to be able to recruit at that level. And you look at just you know the, the spiraling out of control with the coaches. Uh, the effort that was the lack of effort that was put forward in some of those games in his in his in his last games it was it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to know that something had to change or we would have just uh, you know been regressing we wouldn't when it, when they wouldn't be able to kind of catch up with the, those elite teams and with Mike White um, you know I just you 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 heard it Steve the apathy within the fan base. Um, you know, you can't lose games and you can't lose the fans. Once you lose the fans, uh, it, it's pretty much over for you. So, um, like I see, he had some bad luck. We understand that. But at some point, you got to produce results. And, again, you look at what other teams in the conference were doing. They were improving. They were getting better. And, you know, we, we it was just time to make a change. So, that's, that's, that's the way I see it with the two coaches at least. Yeah, I'm I'm more interested, I guess, in in how fans treat coaches that have won big. And you know, I, again, I cite Bobby Bowden, I cite Philip Fulmer, because they won national championships, they got to the mountaintop, but they didn't sustain it, and obviously that win wasn't good enough to keep them around. And I just wonder you know, how much leeway fans give when you have one big and then all of a sudden you don't get to where the fan base thinks you should get to. Well, didn't what Doug Peterson win a Super Bowl and what two and less than three years yeah. he was out of there. Right. <laughs> so like you said, so, so what have you done? From yeah. <laughs> there is no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, on to the NBA playoffs, yeah. man, uh, I – I could, I'm a big Celtic fan, obviously, so uh, the result was good for me. Uh, that 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 series is going to go probably seven games. So I could already see it now. It's going to be nip and tuck. Uh, 
Minnesota showed me something. With uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards, man, how how Tom Crean only won five SEC games with that guy or 13 total games is just amazing, man. And that guy's a freak athlete. Uh, I think Chicago, Billy, they kind of wasted a chance. Milwaukee kind of let them in the door, but they couldn't close it. So I, I think you got some in, in, intriguing series, man. But I just think in the West, I think Phoenix and uh, Golden State are on the collision course to the Western Conference Finals. In the East, it's a little bit more wide open. Yeah, I did watch some of the uh, Billy's game last night, and Milwaukee was not sharp. Um, and, and I did think maybe Chicago could steal that. Uh, but couldn't do it. So now, you know, we'll see if they can, you know, get game two. Yep, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Great time of year. Be good, Steve. Okay, thank you, D. Appreciate your call. Tom is next. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Welcome back. Missed you. Thank you. Glad to have you back. I'm excited to hear about your family. We'll just keep them up prayers. So the uh, so I'm 60, and I was reading all the comments on uh, Richardson's speeding ticket on Saturday morning, and it, they were mostly from Georgia fans or people who were like, "Oh, they should, you know, oh sure, they should be in jail." It was the biggest load of garbage I've ever heard. Uh, of all the things in the world, he should get in trouble for. He should be getting in trouble, period. But this is this is the one thing where, first of all, if you give the kid a fast car that probably goes 140 miles an hour. And he's going 105 in it at 4 o'clock in the morning when there's no one around. That's probably the safest time to go ahead and do it. And I don't know where he was. He was probably out on that, that uh, 27 or something like that uh, where there's nobody around and there's just some speed traps set up. And Dummy went to that, through a speed trap and got tagged because he wanted to see what this car could do. So he did the most responsible thing, doing something irresponsibly. That's how I see it. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't on drugs. Uh, and this is going to grow his reputation, you know. Uh, I'm probably immature that I say, wow, this kid's got some cojones to go out there and, and, uh, and do this. Uh, I don't see it as him being a, a bad kid or, or not being capable or not being responsible. If they wanted him to drive exactly at the speed limit, they should have given him a Prius and not a sports car. Shouldn't have done it. No. This is the no. least no. of our problems. No. My, my vehicle goes up to 140 miles an hour. Okay? It doesn't give me a license to go out there and go 100 miles an hour because it can. That's just ridiculous. So that, that's just saying, well, if the car can go 200, I'll just go 150. No. No, it was irresponsible to do, period. Give the kid credit for owning up to it, but it's stupid. It's just plain stupid what he did. I don't care if it's four in the morning. He could have been hurt. Then what? Steve, kids do stupid things all the time. I, I, I don't disagree, but it doesn't make it right. Stupid, I, I said this earlier. I, I did a lot of stupid things when I was in college. And I'm fortunate I didn't either A, get caught, or B, get hurt. But it doesn't make it not stupid. Well, I've done stupid things, and I've done stupid things going fast, and I wish I hadn't done them, but I did them. And you look back on it, and you're like, well, you know, I made a decision. I did it in uh, the most responsible 
way for doing something irresponsibly, and that's what I see. He, he uh, okay, we can disagree on that one. I think he's got some cojones, and this guy is going to crush the competition. Just focus on football, not doing stupid things. All right. Thank you very much. Tom. Thank you, Tom. And, and look, here's the other thing about the fan base, okay? What did you expect from other teams' fan bases? Of course they're going to fry them. Don't think if that was if Anthony Richardson played at Georgia, Gator fans wouldn't be doing the same thing. Of course you would. Come on. Barbarino, hello. Hey, hey, Mr. Steve. Hey. Uh wanted to give my congrats to the Lady Gator gymnastics team. Uh I tell you, they came within an eyelash of of getting that national title and it just took a superb last two events by Oklahoma to pull it out. So, congrats. To, they gave it everything they had. Uh, when we were talking about this thing about, you know, what have you done for me lately, you know, issue and things, uh, it took my brain back to the early days of Billy Donovan. Remember in his third season he went to the sweet 16 and then in his fourth season he went to the national championship and was runner-up then the next five years in a row he either went out in the first round or the second round and i swear i remember i'm thinking i remember hearing grumbling you know and then of course after those five years, he wins two national titles in a row, and he goes on to three Elite Eights and another Final Four. So uh, I guess you have to be kind of careful about that. Well, I've always said this, okay? Winning national championships, in most cases, gives you a little more rope. <laughs> if that's the way you want to, you know, use the term, okay? Right. But, again, you have to look at the totality of it, and Billy did have trouble, you know, getting out of the second round for a while, but then had that excellent run, and then all is forgiven. No one cares <laughs> at that point what you did before because you got to the mountaintop. Right. Well, after the two national championships, I mean, you know, he went to a couple NITs. Then he was, you know, booted out in the first round. And then he went three years in a row with Elite Eights and then a Final Four. And then he had that, his final season. I don't know, the wheels fell off somehow. But anyway, I, it just made me think of him when we were talking about that. <coughs> what if in that fifth year, uh, you know, the administration had lost patience, and the fan base had lost patience. Well, they they might have missed out on that those two championships. So, but, anyway. but remember, Florida had when Billy got here and got to the NCAA tournament. Florida didn't have the cachet of being there. They were only there for the one Final Four. That's the basketball pedigree at the time. That well, that's true. plays into it now because, again, Golden 
is going to have to go up against the same thing, right? Mike White got to the NCAA tournament more times than not, but it wasn't good enough anymore. So now getting to the NCAA tournament for Todd Golden is not going to be enough. It's not. He's going to have to go and make a deep run here somewhere in order for him to not suffer from the same fate Mike White got. All right, Barbarino, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Dick and Mike, i got to hold off on the calls. i got a guest coming up. After that, it'll be your calls. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Donovan Kaiser. Gators basketball officially announced LSU transfer Alex Fudge today, a six foot eight, 185 pound forward out of Jacksonville. Fudge averaged 3.3 points and 3.2 rebounds in 13.9 minutes during his freshman season in Baton Rouge. After wins against Alabama and Ole Miss, the Florida softball team is ranked number 10 in D1 softball's top 25. The Gators have a five game homestand coming up and look to finish SEC play strong with series against Arkansas and LSU. Tonight at seven, the Tampa Bay Rays will face off against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. Ryan Hendricks pitches for the sh- pitches for Chicago as Shane McClanahan takes the mound for Tampa. Tune in for live coverage right here at seven. For your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Donovan Kaiser. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. If you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Fact is. Home values are at historic highs. The challenge is you're also probably concerned with the things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates, and, well, just turn on the news. You get the picture. I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. He's got the programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees. Thousands of buyers creating higher demand and multiple offers. Need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next home? Yep, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control. So your next step, call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000. Go online and visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. We're busy. We get it. And that's why Florida Coast Equipment is here for you every Saturday morning. Here with the Kubota equipment you can depend on from professionals you can trust. From Kubota zero-turn mowers to LX and L-series tractors to the number one selling subcompact, the Kubota VX. Keep building that backyard oasis. Make time for that barbecue and spend some quality time with the kids. You deserve it. And you deserve the dependability you get with Kubota and Florida Coast Equipment. Visit us today in person or online at FloridaCoastEQ.com. Now open Saturdays from 8 till noon. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. 
time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated cutting edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder or back and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, but you see... Our ladies like theirs covered in dirt and chalk. Play ball! We are your home for Gator softball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. NFL Draft is just around the corner and a guy that I hope to be talking to a couple of times before that. From Pro Football Focus, he's always good with his knowledge of the NFL and the draft. Seth Galina joins us. Seth, good to have you again. Uh, Let me ask about this whole Baker Mayfield thing uh, to the Panthers. Why is this just sort of bearing fruit now? Wouldn't that have been logical earlier? Or, in other words, why now? Well, I, I believe like a month ago, there was someone came out saying this is not happening. And now all of a sudden, it's back to being a thing again. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, why are we not waiting until, like, nothing's going to happen until after the draft at this point. Because now, if, if, there's, if it's a thing where there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, then I think it tells us a little bit about how the, Panthers feel about the quarterback situation, especially at the top of the draft, and they're picking six. So, you know, I, I would think that if this is the case, then maybe would they don't take Kenny Pickett at six, which I think a lot of people are thinking they might. I think that would be a little rich for a player like Kenny Pickett, but um, the Panthers with their need at the position might just go for it. If they don't, then, yeah, maybe, maybe Baker Mayfield is available. At the end of the day, I mean, I'll ask you the question. Does it make a difference whether you have Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I, I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, and then I want to talk about the, uh, the commanders. Again, they're in the news for all the wrong reasons because a former employee accuses them of you know, shady financial practices. The team has strongly denied it. How is Daniel Snyder, given all that's happened there, Seth, still the owner of that team? Uh, because uh, he has a lot of money. <laughs> that's really, at the end of the day, what, I mean, 
I, I wouldn't survive anything like that at whatever company I work for, but I also don't have any money. So, you know, once you have that, once you're in that stratosphere of wealth, um, the rules kind of don't apply to you. Now, here's the thing. This thing, I think what people are saying is like this particular thing, him, you know, a lot of this has to do with um, him not sharing the wealth, right? Because this is going into a pot, a pool with other NFL teams and he's not reporting this money. So this might, in a sense, take him down because we're talking about him not sharing the money with other wealthy people. When you do that, there you might have a problem. In terms of all the other stuff, which is, I mean, when you really go look at it, it's absolutely disgusting, the stuff that has been reported and investigated um, about the Dan Snyder tenure in, in Washington. That stuff is fine, right? Like, you know, like that stuff won't get you fired. But if you're skimming money off the top from other NFL owners, that's the one that might do you in. Um, you know, kind of went under the radar, uh, Seth, but Derek Carr gets an extension with the Raiders, and there were some when the previous coaching staff was there uh, with Gruden. Maybe the thinking process was he wasn't the guy. Is this a good fit for the Raiders? I think everyone just feels, you know, he's in this tier of Tannehill and Carr and Cousins and, you know, a few other guys like that. And you're just, I think, all these teams, and we see it time and time again, all these teams are just so afraid. They are so afraid of of letting these guys go because they keep you afloat. They get you to the playoffs once every three years. They, you know, they, they'll, they'll win you a football game. Um, they're so afraid of okay. Well, we're going to go back. We're going to take. We're going to let go of these you know kind of tier two, tier three quarterbacks. And we're going to go back in the draft, or we're going to go in free agency, whatever, and we're going to go try to, um, you know, pick another lottery ball. And, you know, we know this about quarterback drafting. A lot of those lottery balls you take at quarterback um, turn out to be pretty bad. And now you're, now you're winning four games instead of winning eight, nine, ten, like you would with these tier two, tier three type guys. And I think teams are just afraid. And obviously you can go into the lottery and hit on a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, et cetera. And then you're winning 12, 13, 14 games, but teams are just, they don't want to you know, like, it's so easy to look at this and from an outsider's perspective and say, well, yeah, Carter is never going to win you a Super Bowl, And Kirk Cousins is never going to win you a Super Bowl, And Ryan Tannehill is never going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, so just go and tank and be, you know, win three games and then go, you know, go into the lottery and get your quarterback. But like, you know, from the, from the inside, I mean, you're trying to keep your job and yeah. car keep, helps you keep your job. And I think like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I just think of the human element, which is like, it's tough to go stare quarterback purgatory in the face year after year. And that's why these teams make these moves out every year. Seth Kalina, Pro Football Focus, our guest here talking NFL and the NFL draft. Uh, okay, just a few days before the draft, Seth, you you're, put your Galena crystal ball to work here. Do you foresee any blockbuster trades being made here? Ooh. I, I haven't been thinking about the trades too much because I'm always, because, like, you know, they come so out of nowhere. But, yeah, I could see some teams, now that we have a lot of teams in this draft with multiple picks in the first round, uh, the Saints now, the Chiefs now, um, 
you know, off the top of my head, I, uh, there's another team in the, oh, the Jets. Packers, of course. J- Jets. Like, the Jets. Like, I could see that being a major factor. So, you know what? I'll, I'll say yes, that I do think we do see a blockbuster trade. Now, is it a trade for a, a player? You know, Debo Samuel is the name that's been coming up a lot. That I don't know, but I, I definitely see teams packaging those picks and, and moving up in the draft. I'm going to end. I'm going to throw you a curveball here, okay? Um, USFL has just started. The XFL is soon to start. No spring league has ever succeeded, and now two of those leagues will try to succeed. Do you think any one of them succeeds? I mean, obviously, like, if you're, if you're betting on it, you would say no, right? Just given the fact that exactly like you said, they just never have worked out. But at the end of it, like, I, I want them to succeed. I think we all should, if we're all NFL fans, I think we should all want them to succeed because the NFL probably needs a, a minor league type of system. And that's what, at the end of the day, if this, if they succeed, that's what they are succeeding towards is to become a, a certain type of minor league system. So I think that would be good for the sport. I think there's too many players out there. You know, you look at all these other sports, whether it's soccer, baseball, hockey, uh, basketball, they have so many, op- you know, you, you finish college and, and this is what you've done for four years of your life, plus high school, plus growing up. And, you know, you're 22 and you just, that's it for you. And all these other guys have opportunities in other sports. We don't have that in football. I would love to see it. Will it work out? Like you said, um, the history tells us no, but I hope it does. All right. As I always ask, Seth, where can people see your work? Uh, PFF.com and uh, PFF underscore Seth on Twitter. All right. We'll hopefully get you back next week as we get a little closer to the draft. Thanks for your time. See ya. Seth Colino, Pro Football Focus. 127 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Dick and Robert, you're next, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. One thing I like about IDC is we're very transparent. Meet John DiSapatino, manager at International Diamond Center. Somebody comes in and they're looking for a diamond. We're very transparent on what that diamond is. In fact, at IDC, they'll share with you the inside secrets of the diamond industry. Teach you how to buy like a dealer buys with a no-holds-barred diamond education, including how to value a diamond on the world market. We don't believe on creating an artificial markup and then coming down on the price, which you'll see a lot of our competitors will do. We even have customers that will leave other jewelry stores walk in here 
there. And then the other jury source calling him again and taking another $1,000 off the price. Well, what was the real price? It's different at IDC because there's nothing to hide. No pricing games, no tricks, no old school ridiculous margins. We look at overall volume. We're not looking at trying to make this huge profit. It's all about putting you first and respecting your intelligence. So coming here at IDC, you're going to get the best merchandise at the best prices, and you're going to get the best experience. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point, online at shopidc.com. What do I love about the water? Reeling in a good catch. Oh, yeah, that's a keeper. Teaching the kids to swim in the lake, then pushing them on a rope swing over the creek. And watching the sunset with the family out on the boat. In our life jackets, of course. Discover the joy of being on the water safely. Life jackets save lives. Wear it, Florida. This message is brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Visit myfwc.com for tips on how to keep you and your family safe on the water. There's never been a better time to get free gas. Get to Gainesville Harley-Davidson during the month of April and get free gas for a year with new bike purchase. The 2022 models are rolling in. Check out the all-new Street Glide ST, Road Glide ST, Sportster S, or for the most adventurous, Pan America 1250 Special. Get to Gainesville Harley today for a test ride plus free gas for a year with new bike purchase. Restrictions apply, no cash value. See dealer for details. GainesvilleHarley.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A weak front is moving through our area from northwest to southeast today, so that's going to sustain a good deal of cloud cover. We'll have an all-day chance for showers, especially north toward the I-10 corridor. Temperatures staying warm this afternoon. We'll get into the lower 80s. Tonight, behind the front, rain chances end and winds turning northerly. Skies will clear. It'll get chilly tomorrow morning with lows in the upper 50s. Tomorrow afternoon, highs in the upper 70s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Dan Orlovsky with us now, guys. Right now, I can be Keyshawn on one-on-one, absolutely. Dan's not good. Damn, Dan's not bad, but Dan, I, can't, I can't put Dan over Keyshawn. Dan, you lost your mind. Hey, if we're playing 211, I'm 100% beating Keyshawn. Only thing you're going to beat me in is swimming and golf. That's Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Tomorrow on the show, Florida women's tennis coach Roland Thornquist will be with us, prepping you for the SEC tournament. Florida has a double bye. They've had a good year. And uh, we're also going to talk Stetson baseball as uh, their coach will join us as Stetson gets set to play the Gators for a second time this year. Dick, welcome. Hey, Steve. How you doing? All right. Happy Easter weekend to you. Hey, uh, I went to the the Orange and Blue game, and uh, I'll tell you something. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm going to tell you, I think we're in good hands with this guy, man. I'm telling you, I, I've been to many orange and blue games, plus, you know, I'm a season ticket holder. The, the, the crowd, not just the crowd, but I have never seen, even for a regular football game, a regular season game, I don't care if we're playing Alabama or Tennessee or Georgia. For, I have never seen so many prospects as I saw Thursday night. It was unbelievable. They went from what I have never seen them have to have a 
carve out a section of the stadium to where the, the stands were so full they had to sit prospects in the middle of the stadium. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I'm just a believer in that when you do, when you prepare in, in a right way, I remember Kirby Smart talking about, you know, the success of football in college now is 75% recruiting and 25% coaching. But based off the coaches that we have and their prior track record with Corey Raymond and stuff and what this guy's doing with his, how hard this guy's working on a recruiting trail, he's not going to get them all. But I believe he's going to get a bunch of them. And I think, I think that what he's doing is just a recipe for success. And, and after the game, you know, I had Des Watson, Donovan McMillan, Ventrell Miller. I'm telling you, to a guy, these guys love this guy, man. I mean, I talked to these guys after the game, and they, and they love this guy. They said, this guy is like, this guy is like let's, let's get this right for the players, man, whatever it is. Let's make it. Yeah, he's done right. all the right things. He's done all the right yeah, things to this point. point. Now and you got to recruit and you got to win. That's or else right. he'll have the same fate. And, and I was talking to Kelly Kelly Ray Finley after the game too. She came over to the wall after the game. I was talking to her when the honor. She she, she was telling me I heard another guy talked about Golden just a few minutes ago. She said this guy's freaking the real deal, man. She said this guy's brilliant basketball knowledge, man, and his his analytical and, and how he assesses the game and stuff like that. She said, this dude's smart, man, about basketball. We'll find out. So I think we're in good hands right now. I All right. We're in good hands. All right. All right, buddy. Thank, Thank you, Dick. You. Appreciate your call. Robert, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, welcome back. Um, who was coaching third base last night at the uh, Gator-Vanderbilt game in the eighth inning? Uh, yesterday afternoon, it was Craig Bell because he always coaches third. Okay. Because, I mean, I couldn't understand in the eighth inning, the fellow, I forget who was up, he hits the ball. And there was an error with the outfielder, and there's only one out. The guy's already at third base, and he decides to send him home with, with, with one out. How do you know he decided he, to send him home? Well, that's my question. He didn't. Did he go on his own? Yes. Oh, and the coach was trying to stop him? The coach, if you watched Craig Bell, he had his head, I mean, he had his head in his hands, and yeah, he, no. Oh. So. Okay, uh, like I said, um, thank you, because I, I mean, I, for the life of me, couldn't understand why the kid was trying to get home. All right, Steve, thank you. Okay, thank you, sir. 392-8255. Chris says, you asked when, as a spring game, a lot of play to emerge and become a starter. Uh, he said when Kerwin Bell emerged, my gracious, uh, he was there. Back then, players are playing for starting positions. I remember when Kerwin hit, I believe, Teal for a bomb. Everybody was scrambling to look at that at the printout of the roster to find out who number 12 was. Yeah. Oh, I, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that an impressive performance doesn't help you. But, again, it is a scrimmage. Peyton says, assuming the USFL continues on, XFL kicking off next year. XFL kicks off the week after the Super Bowl ends in April. USL, uh, USFL plays from April to July for a weekend. That'd be in 2023. That'd be football on TV every month. Okay. But, but Peyton, that's all well and good. The next best question is, who's watching it? That's the bottom line, right? No league in the spring has even midterm survived for whatever the reason. Look, I want these leagues to survive. I think it'd be great. Chris said the talk of getting rid of Sully and Walton is stupid. 
20 and 2020-17 and one ranked number one season canceled. 2021 host a regional loss. 2022 to be determined. Get a couple of relievers to be consistent. Get a little luck. This is the most unlucky team I've seen. Florida will be tough to beat. They're close to being a very good team. Michelle is next. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How you doing, Steve? Okay. So I'm not – I watch baseball because uh, my great-grandfather required us to watch baseball on Sundays. <laughs> However, I – yeah, you can watch whatever you want to watch on TV leading up to Sunday, but Sundays was baseball. Okay. So I watch baseball, you know, somewhat. And watching the Gators, of course, is frustrating right now. Um it seems that, and and maybe it's just me. Is it is it because our pitching is down that everything else seems to that seems to be bringing everything else down? Because it seems like we hit okay. Um, it just seems like our pitching is just a little frustrating at times. Well, it's, I think I mean, it's, it's I, one feeding off the other, or, or you know, it's just not. Because it just seems like when one is not going well, then the other just kind of. And this weekend, it just seemed like at the most inopportune times, you're just like, oh, my gosh, the pitching just didn't seem up to par. Yeah, now, if you look at what Florida did um, in that series with Vanderbilt, okay? Okay. I understand Vandy won two out of three. I get it, okay? But did you see Vanderbilt crush the ball? Now I did not. I w- I will say I did not. It's and I didn't watch the whole series, so I have to just I have to say that I I did look at the score and realize okay, well we didn't get blown out. It didn't appear right. So okay, so maybe it's just lucky hits, I guess. Or well, no, I, mean, the right time, I guess the, one or two hits together. Yes, I guess the point I'm trying to say is when you sometimes aren't going well, it's a little thing. Because here's the scores of the game. 5-4, 8-6, and 4-3. Okay, okay. So the pitching wasn't awful, okay? But I, I, I threw these out earlier, Michelle. And okay. you can make numbers say what you want, right? But in the games that Florida has lost, they're hitting 193. And their team ERA is 7.87. They hit 216 against Vanderbilt, and yet they won a game. Right. Okay. So, you know, I think with Florida, a pitch there, you know, that's been the thing. They've come close, and then they give up a a big hit. And you've got a lot of young arms that are learning, um, and that's part of the problem, too. But I also mentioned this, <clears throat> that take away Tennessee because they're really good, right? Yes. I the think. last four series that Florida plays in the SEC, the teams are 6-9, and 6-9, and 5-10, and ten, and 5-10 and ten in the SEC. So they have a chance to make some hay. Okay. Okay, well that that will be good because again I have I've, I've kind of been watching, but my whole focus has been on gymnastics for the last few weeks. Trying, you know, trying to get them to that through that national championship. So now I'm focusing on softball and baseball. So I just kind of needed to see where we were because I was like, oh, I'm just not seeing. But that you did answer my question though about 
the pitching in that. So we have a lot of young pitchers. Yes, no doubt. Okay. And so that, that explains a whole lot. That explains a whole lot. Appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Then I have one other question, and I can take it off the air. Okay. Um, and maybe I have missed it. Is, where is Nick Huber? I mean, I just feel like I have not heard him oh. in a while. And so is he just not doing any spring? And I, feel Correct. Like I didn't even hear him that much during basketball. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. It was you. So he no, did, he was doing basketball. Okay. He um, did basketball, okay. Yeah. He's just not doing any spring. He Mick does. He doesn't do radio baseball anymore. He, okay. reti- he retired from that. Um, okay, And okay. he does an occasional early season, you know, TV game when the SEC Network isn't doing it. You know, he and Nick, he and Nick Belmonte are the ones okay. that usually do that. Okay, because I, I was just like, I just have not heard his voice. And not that I don't enjoy you calling the baseball. <laughs> don't misunderstand me. <laughs> I think you and um, uh, what's his name? Jeff. Your other, your Jeff. I think y'all do a great job, but you know, you just listen for voices, and I was like, I feel like I hadn't heard him in like so long. So I just wanted to ask that question. So I appreciate that. Hopefully, okay. he's enjoying his time off. Thank All you. All right, Michelle. Thank you. Let's bring Mike to Sports Scene. Mike, hi. Yeah, hi, Steve. I haven't called in a few years. I don't. Uh, I don't watch much sport anymore, uh, with the exception of uh, the PGA. Okay. And. My question, well, I've got two things to note about, about the PGA now. Obviously, it's a, a very young person sport now, as yes. evidenced by the yes. string of 22 to 26-year-olds winning everything. Yeah. And secondly, amongst those young names, I don't see any Gators, and I haven't for a long time. I remember when, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Gators were probably the top team in uh, in college uh, college golf. But I hear nonstop Georgia, Texas, you name it. But I don't hear any golfers. Do we still have a golf team? Of course, yes. Uh, it's better, uh, but it went through some down years. Um, it, it they're better, um, but they. You're right. The tour. If you take Billy Horschel and some of the, you know, the older players yeah, on the I tour. Mean, yeah, I mean he's the only one, he's the only name you hear. But I mean he's getting old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I mean they're getting better. Uh, the Florida women uh, just lost. Uh, they were in the SEC championship and lost to LSU. They'll be going to a regional. Um, so, yeah, the hope is that uh, that will change. So, so how long has Florida had the current coach? Not long. Um, I, don't quote me. I want to say three years, but don't quote me on that. So they're going through coaches looking for a winning combination, right? Um, well, you know, Buddy Alexander – was yeah, the well, was the long time coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and you know the other thing is too if you look back and this is before my time but you know the Andy Norths of the world and you know those guys who were on the tour for a long time Fred Ridley then there was a you know a little gap and then you had Horschel and Chris Couch and guys like that yeah. And now there's been a little gap here now, too. So, again, hopefully that'll change. And, and remember, just because you don't have pros, right, if you are doing well in college, that's your job. So if Florida's winning SEC championships and not putting golfers on the pro tour, I get what mm. you're saying, but but the job of the coach here. Is to is to develop your players, obviously, but it is to yeah. win at the college level. That's what he's getting paid yeah, for. But, 
I, I think they go hand in hand if you're winning at the college level. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in recruiting, it's, it's like any other sport, right? You well, recruit. That's, that's what I'm wondering is if recruiting must must have gone to, gone to hell. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, as far as yeah, as no far as getting case. to the you pro know, tour, I see what you're saying. I haven't heard a, a Gator name in four or five years. Gotcha. I don't know what's going on. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Sam Petosa. Gator softball is ranked number 10 in the latest D1 softball poll after wins against Alabama and Ole Miss. Florida has a five-game homestand coming up, including Senior Day on Saturday versus Arkansas. The Rays are looking to bounce back after dropping a series to the White Sox. Tonight, they will cross town to Wrigley to take on the Cubs. Ryan Hendricks takes them out for Chicago, while Shane McClanahan gets the bump for Tampa. Stay right here on WRUF for coverage of the game at 7 p.m. After dropping a series to Vanderbilt and Nashville, Gators baseball is now unranked once again in the latest D1 baseball poll. Now, Florida looks to bounce back against Stetson tomorrow to kick off an eight-game homestand. Our coverage begins tomorrow at 5.55. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Sam Petosa. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. When the intense pain caused retired Braves pitcher Jose Alvarez to literally drop a glass, he knew it was time to find help for relief. That's when he turned to QC Kinetics. I just got this excruciating pain in my elbow. I just, I couldn't hold it. It had become a, a very difficult thing just to do the normal things that you do in life. QC Kinetics treats that chronic pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, back, and elbows with non-surgical regenerative treatments. Your body actually helps heal itself. No surgery or downtime. A treatment elite athletes have been using for years. It's not new to the athletic world. It's available out there for the non-athlete as well as the athletes. As for Jose... I've noticed an incredible amount of relief. The pain has subsided, and it's going to continue to get better. Now you can experience this same life-changing treatment at QC Kinetics here. Call for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. In 2022, everything we value is under assault. assault. Our elections, culture, what it means to be an American. If you love this country, then you need to rock the red. Rock the Red is Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. A day proud Americans get fired up for the battle ahead. Rock the Red. See Roger Stone, Patrick Walsh, Joe Flynn, and more. Tickets are on sale now but won't last long. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. Rocktheredflorida.com. If you love this country, you need to rock the red. Spring has sprung. And with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, 
the quicker picker upper. Scared money don't make money holds true on and off the field. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF is Gainesville's only sports radio home for all things Gators. If your business can use a boost in sales, let Peter and the gang help. Contact the radio home of the orange and blue by logging on to WRUF.com and clicking on the Contact Us button at the bottom of the page. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. I'm going to tell you how time flies. J.C. Deacons, the Gator Mets golf coach. This is his eighth year. I didn't realize that. But again, with no disrespect meant to either coach, golf is not one that usually makes a lot of calls on the show. But but the point about, you know, not having recognizable names on the tour, yeah, I get it. James, hello. Hey, Okay, James, your, your phone is really doing bad things. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, a little better now. Go ahead. Hey, um, I was I was looking on YouTube. I wasn't able to go to the spring game, and I was it basically was just showing Anthony Richardson's show, um, highlight. Did anybody else stand out? Any of the running backs, wide receivers, or anything that stood up to you? Um, I've only watched the first half of the game because I was okay. away uh, for. A family situation I had, and I'm just being very frank. Uh, the Louisiana transfer running back had a good game, you know, statistically. Um, but look, you you know this: the position that's always going to be scrutinized the most is quarterback. And you know, Richardson had a decent, you know, decent day. Now, does that mean he's going to set the world on fire? No, but from what I saw. I like this system, James. I think it's a very quarterback-friendly system, and they use the tight end a lot. And I like that because a lot of offenses now, you know, in college don't really feature that. I'm not saying it's going to be the feature guy, but I really like what they did with the tight ends. Okay, and when you're saying that you like with the tight ends, with us being very shallow at tight ends, does that scare you a little? No, because they went to them. They had guys who... They were not afraid to go to, and I like that. And so hopefully when some of these guys, you know, get back. Now, long-term, are these guys that have switched positions the answer? That remains to be seen. But certainly in the spring game they held their own. I thought they did a pretty nice job. Okay, okay. Well, that, that gives me a little bit of confidence. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it, boss, man. Okay, thank you. Anytime, James. Thank you. Um, and by the way, the Gators just got a wide receiver commitment too. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, John, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Um, always welcome to, to hear you and this voice. I was listening to you for past hour and a half. But um, you were speaking in the first half about the, uh, I guess, the power index of the teams, and you were kind of shocked about Auburn, which I am too. But there's two teams that kind of 
that I'm kind of scratching my head. I mean, one is Pittsburgh when they're losing their quarterback. Now I'm, I don't know what they got come back as a team. I don't know what they got coming back as a as a you know another starting quarterback. But that was kind of shocking to see that them got that they got in the top ten. And then the other team was Texas A&M. I know, you know they you know they've got the number one recruiting class. Again, like, you, you got a lot of underclassmen. But I was kind of shocked to see them not make the top ten. Well, I think with them. The quarterback. Right. Who's the quarterback? Now, I think Max Johnson will be the quarterback there. And I thought watching him play, he was pretty good. But a lot of AM's talent is very young. And so I think that's why maybe they were ranked as low as they were. Because again, you can have a great recruiting class, but if all that talent is young, how does it you know, perform when the lights go on. And then if it's Haynes King, if it's Max Johnson, they have a very heralded uh, freshman that's in that class too. Does that quarterback, whoever it is, do a good job? I think that still is a question mark. Right. And for the game yesterday, Steve, I was watching Florida and Vanderbilt. Um, I wasn't listening on the radio, but uh, that kid that steals a lot of bases, his name escapes me, but I know he got on on first yep. in the in the in the 10th inning and then he got the second on a on a balk but uh I was watching his batting style and he kind of reminded me of Joe Morgan with that little chicken with the elbow the, thing yeah a little bit yeah so I, as a kid I remember we used to go out there and we used to emulate you know ball players and I was one of them cuz I was a, I, I batted left-handed in little league but you'd go out there and you just kind of like emulate your you know your favorite players but I thought that was kind of interesting Steve and uh Anyway, you have a great day, Steve, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, we got about uh, three or four minutes if you want to get a quick call in. Um, and uh, tomorrow, Roland Thornquist, the Florida women's tennis coach, will preview the SEC tournament. The Gators get a double bye in that tournament. And you're going to also hear Stetson's baseball coach talk about his team because uh, they're making their second appearance to face Florida. Williams says, almost comical, because you now expect Florida baseball to blow leads. You always you take away the monster weekend of Ryapel. The lineup isn't very good either. It feels like we need to shuffle the lineup in some way after weeks of below-average returns. Halter's been atrocious in SEC play. Why do you think Sully is unwilling to shuffle the lineup? William, I'm going to lean on the um, time that I coached. Okay. First of all, who's behind them? Right? Now, shuffle the lineup, do you mean put somebody else to lead off and drop Halter? Do you mean keep the same lineup and shuffle the order? Do you mean take Halter out, put somebody else in? I'd be curious to know that. Because usually the pattern I've seen Sully do if he's going to change a lineup, it's not done mid-series. He'll usually wait to see, you know, what the series is and then go from there. With Tennessee coming to town, you know, I, I don't know that there's really any Gator that's just, you know, blowing the lid off. Ryapel had a good series. But if you look at, you know, where 
some of the Gators are in terms of, you know, are they four for their last 20 or whatever. There's not a lot of guys that are doing well. So shuffle the lineup, well, that's okay. But then who do you put where? For example, who do you lead off? If you don't have Halter there, who would you lead off with? Who would be a candidate to lead off? There aren't many. You're not going to lead Rivera off, right? Derek Fabian? I don't know. So, I mean, that's another thing, right? Who do you put in there? Do you want to take one of those young freshmen and stick them in there in the SEC? I don't know. So it isn't as easy, William, as saying shuffle the lineup because who do you put in the lineup? You can argue Sterling Thompson has been good all year long, but his he's kind of come down to earth. He's hitting 320, which is great, but he was hitting 400 not long ago. So I hear you, though, and we'll see. Now, he did play somebody else yesterday that hadn't been in the lineup. He stuck Gassetti in there, and for a while Gassetti got hot, but then he's cooled off. So, again, great point, but I'm not sure who else you put in there. That's our show for today. Our thanks to Pro Football Focus's Seth Galena for being here. And, again, tomorrow we'll talk women's tennis with uh, Roland Thornquist, and we'll talk Stetson baseball and uh we're working on some other interviews for later in the week as well. Uh, we'll talk. I'm hoping to get my buddy Vincenzo Ferrara, Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal and Knoxville. We'll talk Tennessee baseball later in the week. Arkansas softball, huge series for the Gators with Arkansas coming up. Lots of good stuff coming up. Thanks to Michael and Zach for producing. We thank you for listening. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.